The gospel of Jesus Christ is the solution to the woes of man. How much of it you know, determines how well you reign in life. Join us. At Shepherd's Love Worldwide, opposite top radio, Circle Across, as the man of God, Apostle Johnsburg, takes us through sound teaching, and instruction in the word, Shepherd's Love Worldwide, making Christ prominent, in our generation. And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. The truth of what Jesus came to do for us is littered everywhere. Unless you choose to be blind. This week I discovered from the scriptures that blind and proud are separated by just one letter, which is L. Yes, the, the root word, the Greek word. It's the same. <laughs> it's just that this one is this. This one has L. This one doesn't have L. So you realize that any time he talks, he says the understanding is darkened. He, he will add pride Blindness goes with pri- uh, proud or being proud also. Pride. Not taking what Jesus has done. You are proud. You are not just blind. You are also, you see, you are proud. That's, what, that's how the Bible describes it. Now, he says that, to him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, next verse, verse 6. Remember, we are talking about priestly ministry. He says, and has made us kings and priests. He has done what to us? us He has made us what? He has made us kings and priests to his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. He has made us kings. He has made us priests. In those days... In the, in the dispensation of the law, right, the, the kingship belonged to the tribe of what? Judah. Judah were the kings. And the priesthood belonged to the tribe of Levi. The Levites were the priests. But because we are in a different dispensation, Jesus has given us the two at a go. He has made us kings. In those days, you can't be a king at the same time a priest. So we had King David and we had the priests. You understand? You can't perform the two roles. You can't be in the two offices. But in the New Testament, what has happened is that we have been given the two at the same time. Because Jesus himself, being our high priest, is according to a different order, not the Levitical priesthood. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 7, that Jesus has become a high priest according to the order of Melchizedek. It means that his priesthood doesn't end. Because when you read about Melchizedek in in Genesis, you see that the Bible described him as the one without beginning of days or end of days. We don't know his mother. We don't know his father. We don't know the end of his years. He he was a picture. He was a miniature. He was a symbol. he He was a forerunner of Jesus. You understand? The Bible says Jesus has been made a priest in this order. 
and now he has raised us also as priests in the same lineage. You see, we are priests, he is the high priest. You understand? We are kings, he is the king of kings. So we are kings and then he is our king. You understand? He has made us priests and he is the high priest. Understanding. So now, I want to talk about our role as priests. Now that you know you are a priest, it means that you have a responsibility. You have something to do. Now, in those days, under the Old Testament, right, the kings will govern, right? The kings will be ruling over the city or the nation. And then the priests will be doing what? They will be in the temple, offering sacrifices and prayers and all that for the nation. You understand? Now, now that he has made us priests, right, there's a duty that we must also perform. So this is the first scripture. He has made us kings and priests to our God. Then let's look at First Peter chapter 2, verse 9, which should be at your fingertips by now. But we're choosing generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Let's let's have that. But you are a chosen generation. A what? Now what this means is that we are king priests. We are king priests. Just like we read in Revelation. We are king priests, royal priests. We are kings, we are priests at the same time. You see, it will take so much. It will take so much. It will take ignorance and to throw your life to, to throw your life to the devil. Oh, this person said this about me. This this people don't like me. Look at what the word of God is saying about you. Now that you have believed in Jesus, they don't like you. They don't like you. Doesn't matter. Somebody doesn't like you. God likes you. He has made you a king and priest. It is a priestess, queens. He has made us queens and priestess, kings, priests and priestesses. The word of God doesn't speak to males. It speaks to men. <laughs> so you are a man not because of being a male. Anyway, I hope you understand that. It says, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. So this is what? We are kings at the same time we are what? Priests. He says, we are a royal priesthood. We are a royal priesthood. He has made us priests. He has made us kings at the same time. But I want to talk about the priestly side, not our kingship. So I'll just say something small. Now, in those days, right, the, the priests offered sacrifices. The priests offered sacrifices. And then incense and prayer in the tabernacle, right, for the nation. You remember, right? So the priests have their role. The, the Levi and his sons, they had their role. And then the kings also focus on other things. You understand? Now, what it means is that now prayer for us, because he has made us priests, we are required to offer the incense of prayer to the Father. It's not, it's not, it's, it's not negotiable. Because now that's, that's, it's like your job description. If you agree that God has made you a king and a priest, then you must do your priestly role and do your what? Oh, you are not in church. 
Some kingly rule, royal rule. Everyone is correct. But don't say kingship, kingship rule. <laughs> that, that one they will beat you. <laughs> so now, see, understand it. I'm saying that in those days, the priests were in charge of the sacrifices. Just like in our time, eh, we don't have animal sacrifices to give because the perfect lamb has been slain once and for all. Now, but the incense of prayer, we have to give it. We have to give, understand that, we have to pray. Is the incense. Remember Revelation chapter 5 verse 8. The Bible said when Jesus took the scroll, you see there was a voice that said, who is worthy to take the scroll to break the seal and to open it? He said, and I looked. There was no one in the heavens. There was no one on the earth. There was no one under the earth. Then I fell and began to weep. And then an elder tapped me and said, don't be afraid, boy. For the Lamb of God who is worthy, he, is, he alone is worthy to take the scroll, to break the seal, and to read it. Then I saw a lamb as though it had been slain coming to take the scroll. Look, it says, Revelation chapter 5, verse 8. Look at it. So it says, when he came, he took the scroll and all that. The Bible says that the elders fell to their feet. They were holding bowls. Look. Now, when he had taken the scroll, speaking of Jesus, when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. The golden bowls full of incense is what? When we pray, it goes up to the Father as what? Incense. In, that's, that's what we do as priests now. When we are praying, you don't see it, but it's going up to the Father as incense. You are performing your duty as a priest. You see, they don't just call you a priest and you walk around. He, he has not said, you, he has made us kings and priests to be jumping around. It comes with rules. You understand? It comes with rules. And with the, with the priesthood is to offer the incense of prayer. The incense of prayer. And look at it. It says the elders, they had in their hand, everyone, each one has a harp. Our God, he likes music. Each one has a harp. And then they have what? Golden bowls. And the golden bowls are what? Full of incense. Full of incense. Which are, so the incense, they are the prayers of the saints. It's as though when we are praying, some people somewhere, are also gathering it into bowls. That's it. What Zachariah and Co. were doing in those days, going and they'll burn incense before the altar, is what we do now, because the altar is now in our hearts. Now there's no place somewhere we say, this is the altar. This place, the altar is now in your heart. So Malake Solaba Rekoma Kate Labraka Sopra de Grada Vrakaba. Either you are praying for yourself, you are praying for nations, you are praying for families, you are praying for your colleagues, you are offering incense to God. You are taking your responsibility, you are taking your place as a priest. That's what it means. 
So there are many people who have neglected their roles for years, for weeks. There are many Christians who have neglected their roles for years. They're just walking around. They, just want, they are just enjoying. They're just chilling. They are chilling with the big boys. The last time he ever performed his priestly responsibility was maybe four years ago when he last prayed. Some are used to prayerlessness. They are used to it. They have become used to it. You understand? So anytime we engage prayer, we are taking our role or we are playing our role as priests because that's what priests do. Priests offer incense to God. You understand? Uh, now we give what the fruit of our lips, the fruit of our lips. We come with the fruit of our lips. Kolabaya, rakoma kasete makolabaradabaya, leko pakashakataka, lokomaradea, laba. We we give adoration to God. We give adoration, and the Bible says in, He inhabits the praise of His people. He lives in the praise of his people. When we do that, we are, we are just exercising our role, our duty as priests. Are you understanding me up to this point? Now, the last time we did a teaching on what the, anchor, uh, the armor of God, right? I want to continue from there. You remember that when, okay, before that, Jesus prayed. Jesus prayed. Let's look at a few scriptures. When Jesus was in the world, he prayed, oh, when Jesus was in this world, he prayed. Now, you notice something. The four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they are called the Synoptic Gospels, right? Now, they all reveal Jesus in a unique way. They all reveal Jesus in a unique way. For example, Matthew reveals Jesus as a king. Matthew, he reveals Jesus as a king. Mark reveals Jesus as a servant. Mark reveals Jesus as a servant. Luke reveals Jesus as the perfect man. And then John reveals him as God. So I said Matthew reveals Jesus as a king. Mark reveals Jesus as a servant. Luke reveals Jesus as the perfect man. And then John reveals him as God. Now, of all these four Gospels we have mentioned, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, right? Luke talks more about the prayer life of Jesus than the others. Luke has more records of Jesus praying than the others. It is in Luke that Jesus said, men should not cease to pray. And then you see him like more verses, more accounts of Jesus praying. And remember, I said Luke reveals him as the perfect man. Do you know why that is so? Why Luke reveals him more or reveals his prayer life more? Because the perfect posture of man is to pray. Man's perfect posture is the posture of prayer. You see, you are, you are in the right position when you pray. <laughs> you, you're the right posture as a man. <laughs> it's not to stand akimbo or not. It's to pray. <laughs> oh, are you understanding me? Or today, the, the, today the class is dull. Today the, uh, it's cold. Hmm. Serious. I don't know what what's what happened that Hamatan has just come in February. Charlie is serious. I don't know, I don't know. 
I don't know what I don't know what what has happened that Hamatan has just come in February, out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Just like that. Just like that. Hamatan has just come. Today I need a lot of water. Because already na Today they kobo de sule. So what what have we said so far, please? What so far? What have we said? But are you understanding what we are saying? Today, they I said, forgive me. I'm, I'm not feeling fully myself. So you're being a soppy, soppy, sir. But I believe that the Lord is helping us. So what have we said until this point, please? We have said that. Do you have a microphone? Thank Please you very us. much. Yeah. Um, you, we've said that um, God has made us king priests. Okay. And one duty of a priest is to offer incense to God, and that's by prayer. Mm. And we've also said that um, the perfect position of man is to pray. Thank mm. you very much. Okay. So we have said many things. In fact, we started by saying that Jesus has now made us, right, understand who. So, you know, some people are trying to live the Old Testament life in the New Testament. That's why they are frustrated. Understand that, you see, God deals with men based on dispensations. You see, there are dispensations. Dispensation means times. What was okay in a certain time is not okay now. As you are sitting here, if I go and bring you your mother's dress from the 80s, you will say it's colo. You will say, no, no, no. You will say, now you have other things that you wear. Now, have you not noticed that the ladies, when they are having wedding, I don't know who has forced them. Their corset, the thing they sew, is, they can't breathe. I wish to tell them, Auntie, Charlie, this is supposed to be your, 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 your big day. And you are not, they dance like robots. And I'm sure they are, but their friends will be telling, Oh, you look late. Could your bride ever? And I'm like, Please, my bride, could you do this? If you are here to marry, please don't go and follow and do something and later you can't breathe. Oh. Later when we are around, it's like you want us to leave so that you can go and remove it. <laughs> this is what they do. They become so stiff. Our generation, we worry ourselves. We worry ourselves. The things people are concerned about. Eh? We worry ourselves. So last time I was thinking, so Abraham and Co, is it that they didn't marry or what? Because when you read the Bible, very simple. Very, very simple. Dispensations. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, that, that, that's a fair call. That's a fair call. <laughs> I think that's a fair call. It's a fair point. That we can't leave the old in the then then I just have to get on with it. <laughs> I just have to get on with it. But it's amazing, you know. It's called corsets, right? And then their friends will be like, yo, yo. You can see the auntie can breathe. And her back is like the. the. <laughs> me, I'll tell you. Me, you know that me, I cannot pretend. I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell her back. I say, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't. <laughs> 
Anyway, so we, now you are lively. Uh -huh. I don't know because I said I'm not fully myself. You are, uh. So I said that, or we have learned so far up to this point that Jesus has made us kings and what? Priests. Kings and priests. And what I said was that in those days, right, one tribe can't be a king and a priest at the same time. It's not possible. Check your Old Testament. The kingship belongs to the tribe of Judah. And the priesthood belongs to the tribe of Levi. You understand? But what we have now, sorry, what we have now is that Jesus has given us both the kingship and the priesthood at the same time, at a go. This is what makes it a whole new testament. Now, and I said I'll be focusing on our priestly role this morning. And then we said that in those days, right, the priests had responsibilities. So the priests were doing their responsibilities in the synagogue or in the tabernacle. And then the kings were also playing their role, supervising the, the realm, the nation and all that. Now, what the kings were, what the priests were doing were, were this. They offer sacrifice to God. The, the animal sacrifices, which we know, right? Then they also offer prayers for the nation and for themselves to God. You understand? Aha. Uh -huh. Now, because we have been made priests now, it means that we also have roles as priests to perform. We have duties as priests. And now we don't have an animal to kill because the lamb has already been slain. So there is no lamb again to give. What we have now is the incense of prayer, the fruit of our lips that we give to God. Which we read in Revelation 5. He says, Aha, thank God it's still there. He says, Now when he had taken the scroll, that's Jesus, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense. That for the 24 elders, he says, Each one of them had a harp. And then what? Golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. When we pray here, it's like an incense, which they are, they are gathering. They gather into bowls. So that's, that's the role that priests give. You remember in those days, Zachariah and Kode go and offer incense in the temple. Now there is, there is no incense like that we give. The incense is our prayer. So when you take your, your place to pray for, maybe you are praying for yourself, you are praying for your family, your colleagues, your nation, your continent, you are, you see, you are using your role as a priest. This is what I've said up to this point. And I said that, and I said that there are many Christians who have sadly not used this role, their are, are priestly role. They have not taken it up for years. They are just there. They are just there. Then I said that when you look at the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, this, this, these books are called the Synoptic Gospels, right? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, right? They all reveal Jesus in a unique way. They all reveal Jesus in a unique way. So I said Matthew reveals Jesus as a king. Mark reveals Jesus as a servant, Luke reveals Jesus as the perfect man. John reveals Jesus as God. 
Matthew reveals Jesus as a king. Mark reveals Jesus as a servant. Luke reveals Jesus as the perfect man. John reveals him as God. Now, of these four books, Luke is the one that has more accounts of Jesus praying. Of these four books, Luke has more accounts of Jesus praying. And I said the reason was that because it reveals Jesus as the perfect man, right? It is showing us that the perfect posture of a man is to pray. Your perfect posture as a man is the posture of prayer. Are you understanding me? It is in Luke, Jesus said, it is good that we have to pray men ought to pray and not faint. You remember? And you see more accounts of him than the others on prayer. Because, you see, the posture of man is the posture of prayer. That's, that's how we win. It's not standing akimbo or doing like this. The ladies, whether it's polio they have or when they are taking a picture, they, they do their leg like this. I don't know. It's like a universal code. Maybe they went for a meeting and they taught them that when you are taking, you do this. And now, now they do this. I told you, now they do this. They use their hand and they put it here. When the ladies take a picture and do this and put it, it means they are trying to tell each other, <laughs> I, I'm, still, I'm still available. <laughs> you know, they put their hand on their, this one like this. Let, let me go up so that you see me. You see me. Well. They do this. They do this. They are trying to show you that, Charlie. <laughs> when the, when the, it's like somebody, when the, when the daughters were young, he now put beware of dogs on his gate. Now that they are old, they now put ice block is sold here. So that people can come to the house. <laughs> and at least by coming, they may now... <laughs> hey, Jesus. So, now, up until this point. Now, let's look at instances. I said, Jesus prayed, oh, Jesus really prayed. Let's look at some portions of scripture where the Bible talks about Jesus praying. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 7. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 7. Are you understanding me up to this point, right? Hebrews chapter 5, verse 7. He talks about Jesus. He says, who in the days of his flesh, the days when he was man, who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications, with vehement cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death and was heard because of his godly fear. Hey, Jesus prayed with what? He prayed with vehement cries. It means that Jesus, you, you, you may encounter Jesus <laughs> He's praying and he's, he's crying strong tears. Hey. In Gethsemane, the Bible says he prayed and prayed and prayed. His sweat became blood. And it's a medical condition. There's a medical condition. The Bible, the, medically, they say that when the body is under extreme stress, extreme stress, sweat becomes like blood. There's a name for it. You Google it, you see. So the Bible said, in the days of his flesh, hey, it means in the days when he was in this world, Jesus offered that prayers. Jesus was praying. Imagine the head of the church making time to pray. And the, the church doesn't want to pray. There are many Christians who are used to prayerlessness. It's a normal thing in their homes. 
They don't pray. They don't do anything. They are just there. Whatever will be, will be. Whatever will be, will be. Do you know, some people say, if God is all-knowing, why do we have to pray? If God is all-knowing, the answer is free will. The answer is free will. God has given man free will. Understand, God has given the world to man. If anything will happen in the world, God must be invited. God must be given permission to intervene. When we pray, we, give, we say we don't have any choice. We have our help. When we pray, we say, it's beyond us. Do it. In Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, he said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hears my voice and opens, I will come in and sup with him. It means that he, why doesn't he break the door and go inside? Understand, God is perfectly gentle. Perfectly gentle. Doesn't force his will on any man. Doesn't force his will on any man. Doesn't force, why, why God is only, why is it that? We have to pray before he will do something. Because of free will. Because of free will. He has given us free will. He doesn't force his will on us. He doesn't force his will on us. He doesn't force his will on us. I said Revelation 3.20. You can put it there. Revelation 3.20. He doesn't force his will on anyone. He doesn't force his will. This is my, if you don't take it, you will die. No. Prayer is, when we pray, we allow him to take charge. We say, intervene, intervene, intervene. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine. He's a gentleman. He's knocking. He doesn't break the door. He doesn't say, hey, guy, when big diner, you will see. I can see you are struggling inside. If you don't open, I... no, no, no. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice, so you can oh, I'm not hearing his voice. You clear off with his voice. And he doesn't care. You understand. He doesn't force himself on you. He doesn't force himself. I'll come into him and dine with him and he with me. He will dine with him. The old King James says, I'll come and sup with him. And he will sup with me. From that we have supper. I'll have supper with him. It's amazing. Now back to Hebrews. So he says, Jesus, in the days of his flesh, when Jesus was on this earth, he prayed with vehement cries. Oh, vehement. Look at Mark chapter 1, verse 35. Mark chapter 1, verse 35. Mark chapter 1, verse 35. Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, a quiet place. And there he what? Who is he talking about? Jesus did what? You are, not, you are not understanding. You are missing the details. You didn't do comprehension in your school. You just say he prayed, he prayed. Look at the details. He said, now in the morning, have been risen a long... Jesus was the type that would wake up what? A long while before daylight, in modern terms, Jesus was what? Be, wake up at dawn. Wake up at dawn. Jesus woke up at dawn. That's what it means. 
waking up at dawn. Oh, me, I'm not a dawn person. Oh, me, I'm not. You know, I said, oh, me, I'm not this type. I'm not this type. I said, Jesus who died for you, was he the dying type? I'm not so so and so. I'm not. You are just refusing to grow. You know, there are things that we do. Our body doesn't like it. Like nowadays, I'm reading 2 a.m. I'm reading. My body doesn't like it. I can see that, Charlie. I, my body doesn't like it. But there's a place I'm going. There's a place I'm going. So you have to read, guy. You have to read. Sometimes you are praying. You can see that Nedia the day you feel that that's the day you must even pray. It's not, it's not what you like, what you don't like. Discipline it comes by putting a system. This is it. This is what I have to do. But if you are waiting, waiting, waiting. There's a statement we used to make in our church. We said what? If you don't pray today, if you don't pray today, you will pray tomorrow. Something will cause you to pray. Some, you know, there are some people when, when now trouble now comes, they now say, God, if you do this, I'll save you. If you, if you do this, I'll save you. If you do this, I will, if you do this, I'll worship you. God, if you just do this thing, oh God, the way I'll, I'll let the whole world see you. Eh? Look at Jesus. Now in the morning, having risen a long while, before daylight, Jesus woke up early. Just like David. He said, early will I seek you. Early. You see, there's, there's a reason you seek God early. 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 It may be uncomfortable for you, but that is the right thing to do. Look, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out. And departed to a solitary place. He went to a quiet place. And there he prayed, Jesus. Jesus. Jesus who? Ah, do you know that Jesus? The way you are sitting there, it's like you don't know. Jesus who? Our very own Jesus. He, he went to a quiet place and then he prayed. Hey! Recently, I was saying at home that now that I have time, now after I'm done resting and I have the strength, I'll be going back to the miracle center to pray. I was like, oh, it's too far from my house. I'll go. It's too far from my No, no, no. Because I'm at home, what am I doing? Unless I'm doing something else. I'll go and go and pray. I have to go and go and pray. That's the path that others have worked on it and it worked. But am I saying that everybody should come to Miracle Center? No. It's a personal thing I'm telling you. But there's a habit you can build at home. There's a habit. Some of you in your area, there are football parks around. Football parks around your place. In the evening, you can go there like you are going for a walk after you have eaten your food. You go there and go and pray. But you have all kinds of excuses. That's the time for Netflix. That's the time for other things. That's the time for, for, for saying, I love you, you too, I love you too. I love you too, I love you. Oh, cut the call. Oh, oh you to cut. Oh, you to cut the call. Oh, don't cut it. Let's see who hang up first. Oh, no, let's see. Oh, let's see. A lot will happen for us when we pray. A lot will happen for us. 
a lot will happen for us when we pray. Look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. The, a scripture like this, you can read it and say, hey, Papa, what's his problem? Because you, the demons are afraid of you and things. And are done. You see, he's showing us this is the way to go. And you see, he did this at dawn, right? Before day, day what? Before daylight. And what was the evidence in his day? Testimonies, miracles. In his day, you see, he captured the day when others were asleep. So during the day, you see him walking around doing good. The Bible says he went around doing good, healing all the sick. My teacher said when the cripples saw him, my, my teacher said when the people saw him, they started shouting. Remember the song said when the cripples saw him, they started walking. But my teacher, I said when the, when the people saw him, they started shouting. So long, Jesus has given us a pattern to see that there is something about getting up early and seizing the day before it even begins. You get up and arrange your day. Wake up and arrange your day. Your bed has become too sweet. When you are there, you are, ah, next 10 minutes. Oh, next 10 minutes. The alarm goes off. It's, oh, two minutes more, two minutes more. And once you wake up from your bed, it's to the shower. And then, your makeup, you even do it in the car. And you are going to work. That's all. And you just hope that the day will be a good day. Brothers, sisters, it doesn't happen like that. You know, even the devil is calculated. So you to live a calculated life. Even the devil is calculated. He doesn't just get up and come there and say, let me go and try. No, he knows that when I start with this, I'll follow up with this. I'll follow up. Then the end will be this. So I'll, I'll start small, small. I want to give him cancer, but you know, I want to manipulate it small, 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 small. And then I'll be there. So you to be calculated. When it comes to prayer especially, but the, the reason is that many of us, we have been taught that prayer becomes like a chore. So you, when you are doing this cry, you are feeling some way. We'll get there soon. Now, so Jesus woke up and then went to pray at dawn. Let's look at another scripture, please. Matthew 14, 23. Matthew chapter 14, verse 23. I think after he had fed the multitude, uh -huh, he said he sent them away, you remember? And he went to pray. This was after a big miracle. Hey! Imagine. If it was me, Pai, and I fed people with just five loaves and two fish. By now, I'll be at the market square jumping. I'll say, hey, me, 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 wicked. Me. Kai! Anyebu, anyebu. But you see, after a huge miracle like this, after feeding a massive crowd, after seeing a spectacular miracle, the Bible said, and when he has sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. So even after a testimony, he went into prayer. It's a pattern for us, who, so that we see how he lived on the earth. It's a pattern to follow. After a testimony, he went into prayer again. Hey, what manner of man is Jesus? And you see, the, the, the annoying part, in quote, the annoying part is that, you, Jesus, what again do you want? What again? Eh? What again? What again? I said, you are, you are, you are too somewhere. Hmm? And when he has sent the multitudes away, 
he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening had come, he was alone there, alone praying. Hey, Jesus Christ. Alone in prayer. And sometimes I imagine, how was he praying? Was he praying in the name of Jesus? Like, was he praying in the name of Jesus? Like how? He said, in my name. <laughs> in my name. Oh, dear Father, in my name. But look at Jesus. Even after a big miracle of feeding the multitude, the baby always confirms it. Always, always confirms that this man of God, what he's saying, is too deep. <laughs> always. After feeding the multitude, he went into prayer. Eesh. And the scriptures are many. There are many scriptures. There's even Luke chapter 6 verse 12. There are several accounts of Jesus praying. Several accounts of Jesus praying. I said even Luke chapter 6 verse 12. You see it. This man of God, when he preaches, he drinks too much water. <laughs> People criticize anything. You know? <laughs> what kind of man of God, when he's preaching, he puts his hand in his pocket. He walks around too much. He talks too much. <laughs> Bishop, I will tell you, oh, yes. Are we? <laughs> Oh, yes. Now, it came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain. Look, he always went away from the house. We just read in Mark 135 that at dawn, imagine climbing mountain at dawn. That's what Mark 135, what we just saw in Mark 1. He said he woke up long before daylight, went to the mountain to dawn, dawn, long So there was no daylight. So how was he doing? Was he using lantern? But he went to the mountain. It's a sacrifice. Imagine Adon climbing mountain. Now we are seeing. It says, it came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain to pray. We just read the same thing in Matthew 14. That he was there alone after he had fed the multitude. He was praying. Evening came. So it was dark on the mountain. He was praying. He was alone. Now the same thing. It came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain. A yeah, great sacrifice. It means that probably every day when Jesus is walking, he's walking with pains in his thigh. Yes. Have you not done a, a, a small exercise and you felt pain the next day? Imagine climbing the mountain and descending again. Some of us here, if we take you to Afajato, we take you to Afajato and we say climb and come down, that will be all. <laughs> we will become your greatest enemy. <laughs> when, you, when you see me say, this man of God, he's too wicked. He, can, can you imagine? We went, we went for camp at Ebri. And you remember how the place was? To go to the, the prayer place. You saw how deep. Imagine you are going to such a place every dawn. And you are coming every I saw a video of the ladies walking. People, ah, 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 ah. That was just one day. So imagine it was your daily life. And then when we were leaving our bus, 
couldn't carry some people. You know, the bus couldn't go. It couldn't go up because some people were in the car. You know, they were concentrating on weightier matters. Weightier matters. <laughs> so, people had to come down for the bus to be able to go. Imagine the nature of the terrain, mountain, but Jesus went to pray. No excuse. He went and continued all night, mountain, all night. Jesus, then I'll pay you. What, what, what's, what's happening? By you, Jesus, everything day, Jesus, you come to a place and they say, Ah, what are you doing here, son of God? Jesus, who? But look at him. He went to the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to go on. It means Jesus was alone at the mountain all night praying. This, this is a pattern to the church. This is how he walked. Walk, the, walk on the path the master walked. Walk on the path the master walked. No excuse. Oh, may ask for me. Me, I, you know, there are, some, there are some singers in some churches. They say they, they don't pray, they don't study the Bible. They move God with their voice. <laughs> no wonder some people, they are local champions. You know, somebody can come and hold the microphone and be singing. Yeah, refrain. Yeah, you can just see this guy, he just has voice. There's nothing in the thing. Unless you to your spirit is not open. Why your spirit is open? You just know this guy, he's just singing. He's doing mental. This guy is doing mental. But when you see some other people, when you see Dunsi, no, he can and co, you will see this behind the thing, these people are men. But you can see they are expressing their life. You, you can't fake it. You can't fake it. This thing, you want to mean fake it. You can't, you can't fake being spiritual. Oh, let me appear. Let me appear. No. But some of our people here, and one say, oh, Yes, mommy see, mommy see. <laughs> he doesn't fellowship nothing. He just come. There are people in the hospital. I just quickly know that. Hey, let them be in the hospital. You see, the day you have a relative in the hospital, you see how offensive it is. Somebody, they said somebody should drink soup so that he will go home. And you are here. If you are here, praise God. Oh, that's not reason enough to praise God. That somebody died because of COVID. It's not reason enough. Because you don't know the Bible, you don't know the reason why we must praise God. Because there are so many reasons. Praise the Lord because he is good. And his mercy endures forever. You don't know it. So you just say, hey. Oh, yari now, man, for who? Yeah. Oh, Bema, stop. <laughs> I just know that oh, you're not a guy for me. <laughs> you're, you're not. Sometimes, eh, one song, some people just come, they hold the microphone, just one song. They don't sing plenty songs. They, just one song. And you see that one song has just opened the atmosphere. It, one song. One song. It can be a song you know, but it becomes so fresh again. That's the thing. That's the secret. That's the song for the moment. That's the song for the moment. Oh, those are his vocals. You are doing vocals. 
You're a vocalist. <laughs> no wonder they struggle. They struggle. They want to, they, you see, they want to have secular awards. Mm, they struggle with them. They say, let's go for BET. They are also on it. Let's go for so-so and so-t. They are on it. Let's go for so-so and so awards. They are standing there. And they say, why didn't they give this guy this award? Oh, please. What we do, we are, we are not in an industry. It's a gospel music industry. Industry here. So that's just that. Jesus went to the mountain to pray all night. All night on the mountain. Maradaba. Rokoma kapala radabaya. Lekemo sobra dabalaka. Kolabat. All throughout the discomfort. Discomfort. But still praying the whole night as a pattern to us. Esteem prayer. Now, let's come to what we ended with when we were doing our study on the armor of God. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, right? That's where we ended. Oh, Jesus. When I was not born again, I caught some people. When I was not born again, I caught some people speaking in tongues. Eh? I knew that this, their tongues, bad. Even though I'm not born again, I knew that, hey, I'm okay, dear. <laughs> so they were praying. Someone said, one tire. Man, tire, man, tire. The other guy who was backing, the other guy who was backing, he took bomb bomb on book, 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 he took bomb bomb on book. I said, Hey, I did it. Then at the third guy, Nick Pat Braha, Nick Pat Braha, Nick Pat Braha. I said, Hey, hey, Nick Pat Braha, Nick Pat Braha, Nick Pat Braha, Nick Pat. I said, Hey. So Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18, 18, 18, that's where we ended. Remember I said, praying always. Praying always with all prayer. There's a version that says, praying always with all kinds of prayer. Now, some people have taught all kinds of prayer to mean praying and maybe standing on the chair. Hey! 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 They say all kinds of, it's, it's, it's a crazy prayer. <laughs> what, what knowledge and, and understanding will do for us, eh? Mazel cannot do. He said, embrace him. He will beautify your life. She will put an ornament of gold on your head. That's what Solomon said about wisdom. Look. Praying always with all kinds of prayer. Can we have that? Oh, give me the old King James. Maybe it's me say that. And I okay. <coughs> So he says, oh, can we go quickly, please? I want to do something and then close. Okay, if that's all you have, maintain it, maintain it. Don't worry, it's okay, it's okay. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Just keep it that way, just keep it, keep it, don't change it. Praying always, this was the last thing we looked at under the armor. 
right? Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. So prayer must be made where? In the spirit. And you pray in the spirit by praying with your spirit. You pray in the spirit by praying with your spirit. Remember 1 Corinthians 14, 14. Paul said, when I pray in the spirit, when I pray with my spirit, my understanding is unfruitful. So that's, that's why we speak in tongues. Your mind doesn't understand. It's not a radio in my bank, you see? <laughs> you see, you can pray in your native tongue. You can pray in your native tongue. Like we can pray in English, in Ewe, in Ga, in Chi, and all that. But when you want to pray in the spirit, you pray with your spirit. Right? And that's why we speak in tongues. Because the Bible says anyone who speaks in tongues is, is speaking mysteries. He speaks mysteries to God. He's saying things that his understanding doesn't even, uh, doesn't even know. The eye of his understanding doesn't even know. Now when you are charged, when your spirit man charged, is charged, you can now be saying words. Have you spoken in tongues and now you began to release words? I will not die. I will not die. You are now a high. It is coming out of you. So he says, Praying, hey, this man, and to pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of. So, I'll be talking about all kinds of prayer. I'll be talking about all kinds of prayer. Now, the word used for prayer here, the word used, please listen to me very well. The word used for prayer, the Greek word used here for prayer is prosek or prosik. P R O S E U P R O. S-E-U-C-H-E. P-R-O-S-E-U-C-H-E. Prosec or prosec. Have you got it? P-R-O-S-E-U-C-H-E. Right, okay, we are correct. Prosec or prosec. That's the word. And this word then, in the New Testament, you see that it appears in the New Testament about 127 times. And... The reason is this, is prayer in its general form. This word is prayer in its general form. The, the, the one who understands modern English well will say is prayer in its generic form. But if it's somewhere, it's general, general. <laughs> because it, it talks about all the kinds of what? Prayer. So now when you understand what prosec is, then, and you now know that, okay, this is the prayer I want to pray. This is what I want to pray. But when we say prayer, 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 is prosec in the New Testament. It's the word prosec. It's prayer in its general form. It covers every kind of prayer. So it says, praying with all kinds of prayer. Now it's from two words. Pros and then sec. Uh, pros and ek. What you have written. Pros and then ek. Pros means face to face. Pros, P-R-O-S. It means face to face. It speaks of intimacy. It speaks of intimacy. It means face to face. Face to face. Pros, it speaks of intimacy. Or let me say it again. Pros, it means face to face. Face to face. Face to face. Has somebody written that? It means face to face. Right now, in John chapter one verse one, the Bible said, "In the beginning was what the word, and the word was with God, 
and the word was God. Now, actually, what is really used all the time for with is meta. M-E-T-A. Meta. Meta means with, right? But just in that instance in John 1 verse 1, the Holy Ghost didn't allow meta to be used. The Holy Ghost used prose. So what it means is that in the beginning was a word, and the word was face with face with God. <laughs> That's what it means. You can write it somewhere. When you go home, go and check. It's prose that it means the word was face to face with God. It speaks of the intimacy of the Godhead. Intimacy. Now, I said prose means what? Face to face. It speaks of intimacy. Now, it also speaks of like two people who are, two, who are so close that you, one can literally feel the breath of the other person. Two people who are so close that one can literally feel the breath of the other person. That's prose. Have you understood me? Two people who are so close that one person can literally what, feel the breath of the other person. That's, that's intimacy. Remember, prayer is prosec. And I said two words, pros and then ek or ik. Anyhow you want to pronounce it. That's where we are, right? Then the ek, I said is two words, prosec. So the ek means wish or desire. It means wish or desire. Sometimes it means a vow. Wish or desire. Wish or desire. Wish or desire. Ek. It means, that's the word Paul used here in Ephesians 6, 8. Praying always with up is the word prosec. But after this, we'll now begin to talk about the kinds of prayer. Uh-huh. It's very important to you understand why some of your prayers are not being answered. It's not because you are not praying enough <laughs> or you are not doing something. So I said, ek. Prose means what? Face to face. It speaks of intimacy. It, it speaks of two people being close that one can literally feel the breath of the other person. And I said, it's the same word I was using in John 1. When the beginning was a word, the word was face to face with God. Instead of meta, he used prose. Face to face with God. It speaks of the intimacy in the Godhead. You see, Jesus said, I and my Father, we are one, like, yeah, one plus one plus one. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit is still one. They are are in a union. They are in a union. We are one. Now, and I said, ek means what? Wish or desire. So what this means, putting the two together, prosec, what this means is that, you see, prayer is a privilege given to us. Prayer is a privilege that has been given to us. What this means is that in the privilege of being intimate with God, we can make our desires known. That's what it means. In the, you see, it's, a, it's not a chore. When you know this, you see that it's not a chore. This is now I'm teaching you. It's not a chore. Let's go and pray. Oh, I belong to a group on, on campus. In fact, two groups. When I was on campus, two groups. And we're praying in Chale. It was like we were working. We said, Charlie, hey, guy, we have labored. We have labored. In my early years, Charlie, we have labored. 10 p.m., we are now praying. I'm not saying praying like this is wrong. Before you come and say me, I, said, I didn't say anything. I'm just saying what we used to do. Hey, yeah. Here, Rokomalaba. 
I told you, somebody will now just come and say, brethren, let's put on the armor. Let's put on the, we say, we are putting the armor on. We are putting the, hey, that's not how the Bible said we should do it. I've, I've done, we've done a teaching on that. But, you know, those days we were ignorant. So we said, Charlie, brethren, put on the helmet. Put on the helmet. Kadabaya, kadabaya, kadaba, lekomaya, lekemaya. So, prosec, that's a word. Or prosec, that's a word. So it means in our intimacy, the privilege God has given us to be intimate with him, in our intimate, intimacy with God, we are able to what? bring our desires, share our desires, make our wishes to him. That's what it means. You understand it? Okay. Let's continue. Let's continue. There's a verse I want to read. I've already told us that the reason why people say, ah, if God is all-knowing, why, why is he not doing this? Why do we have to pray before he will now intervene? And I said the answer is free will. For God to intervene in anything, God has given man free will. Understand this. It will help you. God has given us free will. You see, in prayer, we tell God the higher power must come in. We tell God we need your intervention. You understand? That's why it's the best posture a man can have. Prayer is the highest privilege that a man can have. And that's a privilege we have. Because it's intimacy, and then in the intimacy we can make our wish. You understand? We can make our desires. Let's, let's look at the scripture. Now, one reason why Many people pray and don't have results, right? One reason why many people pray and they don't have results is because they pray amiss. James chapter 4, verse 3. They pray amiss. We pray amiss. James chapter 4, verse 3. James chapter 4, verse We pray amiss. James chapter 4, it says, you ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures. You ask and what? Another version says, you ask and do not receive because you ask amiss and that you may use it on your lustful desires. Now, it's the same word used in Luke 15. For the prodigal son, when the Bible said he took everything and spent it on riotous living. So you ask and want to use it for what? Riotous living. That's what I mean. <laughs> that God does not want to give some things, else it will be too much. It will be too much. The day somebody gets a car is the day you fornicate in the whole town. Because now everywhere it becomes short. <laughs> Everywhere become short. At 2 a.m. He's driving to Kaswa. <laughs> 2 a.m. He's driving from Klagon to Kaswa. <laughs> you see, he wants a car because Charlie, he has to show the girl that you understand that I day town. Me to a day. He said, You ask and you receive not because you want to use it for your lustful desire. So that's one reason. 
People ask, we ask amiss. And I said it's the same word that was used in Luke 15 for the prodigal son. The Bible said he took everything. He took his share. He said, give me my share. Let me go. The Bible said he used his share on riotous living. The guy, or chili rum. The guy, or like, oh, dear sin. Hey, Jesus. So that, that's it. Now, another reason is this. Another reason is this. So I'll talk about that, and then we come to the kinds of prayer. Because there are different kinds of prayer in the New Testament. There's prayer of supplication, there's prayer of petition, there's prayer of faith, thanksgiving, all that agreement. So that we can know when to pray which prayer. Because for all you know, you have been praying some prayer, and then you think, ah, God, by ahead we are faithful God. <laughs> so one reason is because we ask amiss. Now, this is another reason. It's because we need knowledge and understanding. We need what? We need knowledge and understanding. <coughs> we need knowledge and understanding. Now, understand that prayer is dispensational. Prayer is dispensational. Okay, finish writing and let's talk. Another reason why our prayers, we don't receive answers, is because we need knowledge and understanding concerning prayer, of course. Now, the reason is this. Prayer is dispensational. What this means is that, now, in the days of Abraham, prayers were made. Are you in church? In the days of Abraham, prayers were made. In the days of Moses, prayers were made. Under the law, prayers were made, right? Ah, to the days of what? Jesus, and then our day, right? Now, when you read the psalm, when you read the psalms, you see most times, eh, David, David praying against his enemies. Let them be fatherless. Let a snare fall on them. Like, you understand? You see David. But according to the law of first mention, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 43, you see that the first time Jesus talked about prayer, he said we should bless those who curse us. The first time in the New Testament. He said we should bless those. We should pray for them. Oh, Matthew 5, 43. So that you think, I, 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 I am not the one who wrote the Bible. You see it. So what I'm trying to tell you is that a prayer that is okay in a certain time is not okay at another time. Prayer is dispensational. That's why we need knowledge and understanding. You see, if David prayed a prayer, cast me not away from thy presence, O God. Somebody is still praying that prayer today. Oh, that's what Psalm 51. Cast me not away. Oh, cast me not away from thy presence, O God. You may pray, pray, and pray and sweat. You may pray. Some people, they, they say, we well, pray that and goosebumps came on his body. Look, he said, but I say to you, love your enemy. Oh, give us verse 43. You have heard. Look at this. Look at Jesus. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Jesus, he said, this is what was said to you. So Jesus quoted the law and was now bringing the new one for the new dispensation. Now listen, 44. But I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. And pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. This was not the case before. 
So it makes prayer what? Dispensational. Now, in those days, right, they prayed to Yahweh. Hmm? They prayed to Yahweh. They prayed to Elohim. They prayed to Adonai. There are brethren today who are still praying that. Some of our brethren today are still... These are wonderful names of God. But they are still praying to Jehovah Mekadishkem, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Sabaoth. They are still praying all these things. El Giboa, El Yon. They are still praying all these things. You know, they are still praying, they are still praying to this. But what we have in this dispensation, right? The highest form of truth, the highest form of truth in this dispensation is that Jesus came to reveal the Father to us. What we, what we now pray in the New Testament, we pray to the Father. We don't pray to Elohim. We don't pray to Adonai. Oh, Pastor, are you saying that it is not? I'm saying that, you see, you, you still want to live in a certain way. That's why, are you saying that? I'm not, that's what the Bible is saying. The Bible said, the only begotten son of God, who was in the bosom of the father, he has come to what? Reveal him. So Jesus came in this New Testament, right? Jesus came to reveal God as the father to us. Jesus came to reveal God as the father to us. There are some people, if they don't say Totorobonsu, they have not prayed. So when you come around and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, hey, I have brought for prayer. You pay the giddy giddy one. Unyeshi, unyeshi. Ebemoko. Unyeshi. You pay, Charlie. Jehovah El Leon. Jehovah Adonai. Jehovah Rofika. Jehovah. Those, those days, those days, my friend and I, we said, we're now learning Hebrew. So we said that. We, we learned that the Holy Spirit was called the Kohen Haggadol. So we said that. We were now compounding words with it. <laughs> How ignorant we were. <laughs> and we thought we were puffed up. You know, there's a way you feel like you're on top. Like the way somebody, somebody is talking about pork. They are correcting him. He's still saying he's exposing them. Oh! God will help us. God will help us. So I said one reason people pray and they don't see answers, or we pray and we don't see if we pray amiss. The second one is what we need knowledge and understanding. Uh -huh. Because I said prayer is dispensational. And I, and I gave a first example. David, you see that he's cursing his enemies and praying against them. Giddy, giddy, giddy. Hey! Some brethren are doing it today. Friday night, pa. War night, war night, danger night. They wear red, red, and black. They say today, Atalia must die. Breaking the evil pot. <laughs> oh, Jesus. One day we may get to heaven and see that oh, everything Jesus gave us, but we only use 2%. We were focusing on other. Hey, so, there's someone here, eh, all he thinks about is witches. <laughs> Every day, so as you come to sit down, hey, when I sat down, I didn't pray. Oh, witches, they have got me, they have got me. Oh, when I drank this water, oh, witches, oh, witches, kaish, kaish, and as they are walking, they take cobwebs. Jesus, 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 
Religion will make you go mad. <laughs> There's a rest in Jesus. There's a rest in Jesus. He has given us something that, that works. It's potent enough. Potent enough. Potent. If the devil tries to misbehave, there's something we have very potent. And these things, you, it come, when you know it, you are able to use it. So, I said, David prayed against his enemies. But we see Jesus telling us to pray for those who are. That's the first time he talked about prayer. And he says we should pray for. That's the contrary thing to what was done. You understand? So, it tells you the change. That's why he started by saying, you, you have been told this, but I'm saying this. It tells you the shift in the times. It was okay to do that in a certain time. But now, one day Jesus was walking with his, with his disciples and they went to a certain village. And the Bible said they would not listen to them. And the Boanerges, James and John, they said, let's call down fire on the village. They would not listen to Jesus. Who, and the, the guys were annoyed. They said, call down fire on the village. Do you know why? They heard that Elijah. Elijah called down fire and bows, demons, everything was bent. So they said, Kai, call down. Jesus said, you, we don't do that. You don't know the manner of spirit you belong to. So it tells you the change in the times, the dispensations. It was okay to do certain things at a certain time, but it's not okay now. An example, cast me not away from thy presence, restore unto me the joy of your salvation. It was okay for David to pray, but in the New Testament, it's not okay. Because in the New Testament, we see God is not casting anyone away. God is rather wanting all men to come to repentance. You understand? And Jabez prayed a prayer. And so, ah, Father, make me like Jabez. Friday night, we have Jabez night. Oh, please, relax. Relax. You see, that's, a, that's one reason for the frustration. The frustration in the system. So, prayer is dispensational. And I said, some people, in those days, they pray to Elohim. They pray to Adonai. They pray to Yahweh. Jehovah Nisi. Some are still doing that today. These are wonderful names of God. But in the New Testament, we pray to the Father. Because now are we the sons of God. Jesus came to awaken us to the consciousness of the Father. He has come to announce the Father to us. He said, let us pray to the Father in his name. So now we pray in the name of, the, we pray in the name of Jesus to the Father. Right? Now, let me, our time is almost up, so let me go quickly. Now, I think there's another reason. Okay, before I do another reason, now, do you know that there are some people who pray to Jesus in the name of Jesus? Jesus, I want you to give me this job in Jesus' name. They pray to Jesus. In the, oh, these things I'm saying, they are normal things we do all the time. Look at John 16, 23. You may be shocked that that's one, because you are not using what has been said. You see, there's a, there's, there's a method or a technique. You have to know it. When you use it, then it works. Look at, look, listen to Jesus. Jesus is the one talking. He says, in that day, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, Whatever you ask the Father in my name. So you pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. But some people pray to Jesus in the name of Jesus. Oh, Jesus, let this marriage work in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Oh, Jesus, let my finances take a different turn in the name of Jesus. You are saying amen after all the things I'm saying. It means you are not listening to me. You are just saying amen, amen, amen. Amen. Look, he said, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father, so we are to do what? Ask the Father in his name. When we use his name, eh, we, are, we are using his merits. When we use his name, we are standing on his merits, not on, on our merit or anything. We are standing on who he is. We are using his authority. So that when we ask, it is as though Jesus is the one who is what? Asking. I said that's why we need what? Knowledge and what? Because you will find out many Christians, oh Jesus, let this sickness go in Jesus' name. Oh Jesus, let this, this one go in Jesus' name. They said, ask the Father in my name. So Father in the name of Jesus. That's Father in the name of Jesus. That, that's it. That's it. Then one other reason why we don't see answers to our prayers is because we don't pray the right way. We don't pray the right way. One reason why we don't see answers to our prayers is because we don't pray the right way. So we pray amiss. We what? And then we don't pray the right way. We don't pray the right way. Do you know some people say prayer is prayer? Prayer is prayer. So it's, it's about praying. <laughs> prayer is prayer. Some people celebrate long hours in prayer. Some celebrate testimonies in prayer. Answers in prayer. You see, prayer is meant to be answered. Because we are praying to a God who is alive and real and who listens. So when the prayer is not being answered, then there's a problem. Because we can see that here is a God who is willing. Now, there was a man many, many years ago. There was a Christian missionary called George Muller from Germany. Right? He wrote all his requests. He had a book. In fact, he had books that he wrote all his prayer requests. Right? Then he wrote the dates and how God answered them. The dates and how God answered all the requests. And he said that God had answered one million of his prayer requests. One million. One million, oh, George Mola. George Mola even had an orphanage. He wasn't working, wasn't doing, he had an orphanage. He would pray to God. People would be passing by and say, God told me to bring you milk. God told me to bring you this. God told me. You see? So, prayer is not, it's not just the feeling. You know, some, some people have, have created a certain feeling. Oh, you're bumpire. Oh, Charlie, we have labored. Have you, are you not understanding? Like, some people, they have not come to just the place. They have relegated prayer to just the feeling to fit in that you have prayed. Or to feel good that you have prayed. So that nobody will look at you in a certain way. You have prayed. But prayer is meant to be answered because we are praying to a God who is alive and real and listens. So some celebrate long hours in prayer while some celebrate answers in prayer. God wants to give us answers. Answers. 
Now, some say prayer is prayer. Oh, prayer there, you just I don't say could So you just go leke 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 tea. Leke leke tea. One day I was telling you an issue. I didn't even finish mentioning the issue with prayer. I said, ah, you, you have to understand what I'm saying. You have to understand what I'm saying. And when you understand what I'm saying, then we can now agree that, okay, this is the issue. This is how this, the solution must come. But I just say, Tale, you know, we are coming to someone say, pray for me. Pray for you. Eh, oh, eh, Maybe you are coming to church today. Someone say, yeah, bompire. Bompire, eh, oh, so he just goes, look at me, sister Gladys, see me, but I'm in Bompe, sister Gladys, oh, look at my, look at my, the Holy Spirit look at this guy. You see, prayer is for advantage. If we don't know, we will always be using it anyhow. Now, it's like saying that, a man of God gave an example I want to use. He said, it's like saying, sports is sports. Any sports is sports. So you go to, you go to the basketball field and you use the rules of hockey over there and you use the, the rules of hockey at the table tennis uh, table when you go to the, the soccer field you use the rules of ice hockey because you say it's sports so oh sports yes sports so when you go there you you use olympics you go and do olympics on the soccer pitch the football pitch you go and do javelin there you do so a sport. You see, a sport, but every sport has their own, their rules. There's a rule to every sport, right? But they are generally what sports. Just like I gave you the word, prosec is general. Is a general name for prayer, but there are kinds of prayer that we must pray at certain times. You understand? So let me let me quickly talk about the first one, the prayer of faith, the prayer of faith. Ha. Jesus, the prayer of faith. Let me hurry up and close. I'm my mother's only son. James chapter 5, verse 15. I'm closing with this the prayer of faith. The next week and other weeks, we'll be looking at other ones. Now, as we are going, open up your hearts to receive. So that probably there's something, you see, there's, there's no problem knowing that I used to do this wrong and I'm learning it. That's why the word of God is there. That's why the word of God is there. I used to say, oh, Charlie, I forgot, I forgot. One day the Holy Ghost told me, Charlie, stop saying that. Stop saying that because you don't have a forgetful spirit. Stop saying that. We are all growing by the day. Unless you are there, you are there, you are the top. James chapter 5, verse 6, what does the Bible say? And the prayer of faith will save the sick. The Lord will raise him up. So he was talking about how the elders will pray for someone. And he says the prayer of faith will save. That, that's the first mention of what? It's a prayer of faith. Now this is how prayer of faith looks like. We'll read Mark eleven twenty four. Before that, every believer has faith. In fact, you see, you're a believer because you believe. That, that's the basic point. So every believer has faith. Romans chapter 12, verse 3, the Bible says, God has dealt with us the measure of faith. So everyone, when you came to Christ, God gave you faith. You understand? All of us. The issue is that many of us have not been taught how to use faith. But faith is simple. Faith is believing. Believing, believing, believing. Because you can't say you're a believer and you have not believed. Then, hey, there's a problem. You understand? 
And the, the faith dwells on believing. And we are looking at prayer of faith. So it has to do with believing. You understand me? Mark eleven twenty four. Can we quickly have that, please? Mark eleven twenty four. Mark eleven twenty four. It's like this man is not listening. Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them. And you will what? Please let's read it together quickly. One, go. Okay, Jesus is the one who is talking. Jesus Christ is the one who is talking. Now, with the prayer of faith, look at the key points. He says, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask, you ask, you, not another person doing what? It is you doing what? Okay. When you pray, who prays? You. you. So first, you are the one doing what? The asking. You are the one doing what? The praying. Then what? It says, believe that you receive them. The, so after you have done the two, you, you have to believe what? That you have received them. And what will happen? And you will have them. Now, prayer of faith, it has to do with your desire. Whatever things you ask. In fact, I, I would like the whatever things you desire so that it will make it easier for me. If you have that version. Next week, I'll, I'll look for my own versions so that it will be easy. Whatever things you desire when you pray. So it is not you praying with somebody else so that it becomes prayer of agreement. It is only you. When you are praying with somebody else, it becomes what? Prayer of agreement. Because you have to agree. Because Jesus, that's when Jesus said, when two of you agree. So that's another kind of prayer. But with prayer of faith, it is you. And you desiring the thing. Now, it is not you praying for somebody. So that that also becomes prayer of intercession or supplication. Are you following me? Or let me close next week. You come with fresh wine. <laughs> I said, it is you praying. He said, when you pray, uh -huh. therefore I say to you, what things soever ye desire. Uh -huh. So it has to do, remember, it has to do with your desire, right? When ye pray, so it is you, when you pray. And I said, it is not you praying with somebody else. That will be another kind of prayer called prayer of agreement. When you are praying with another person, that's prayer of agreement. Now, it is not praying for another person. That also becomes intercessory prayer or prayer of supplication. But this one, it is personal. It is just you. That's prayer of faith. It is just you. When, whatever you desire. Now, you cannot desire for another person. <laughs> now, an example is this You are desiring a car for me Well, maybe I'm not desiring a car I'm desiring a, an, an aeroplane You see What will happen when another person is involved You will need their will You will need the consent of their will That's why prayer of faith is just you <laughs> So it says when you Whatever you desire When you pray 
when it's just you. You can't use your faith to come and desire another thing for me. Man, when I'm, I'm not desiring what you are desiring. You see, it will be a confusion. So prayer of faith is just you, like French, come. It's just French praying. <laughs> hey, why is his name French? It's just your guessing praying. It's just your guessing praying. Right? That would be prayer of faith. Only him. He desires something. Now your desires, it can be spiritual, it can be physical. What is all encompassing. So it is what he desires. That's prayer of faith. Please come. Now, the moment he begins to pray with St. Louis, the moment he begins to pray with St. Louis, it's not prayer of faith again. It becomes prayer of agreement. Please, St. Louis, no, stand. The moment French begins to pray for St. Louis, it becomes either intercessory prayer or prayer of supplication. And this method will not work. Because this is the method for prayer of faith, only you. So that's why, you see, we must understand the terms, the rules of engagement. Else, Then later you say, oh, we're ready. I heard you're a faithful God. But you didn't do this for me. You didn't do this because you were praying amiss. You didn't understand how it works. Please sit down. So it's about, number one, what you desire. Are you learning something? It's about what you desire. And it's you, 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 you. What you desire. And I say your desire can be spiritual or physical. You understand? And it's, and it, and it's you praying. Now, this is where the, the results come from. The result is here. He said, he said, believe that ye receive them. Believe that what? Ye them. Believe that ye receive them. Believe that you receive them. So now... I'm believing God for maybe a phone. Maybe I'm praying the prayer of faith for a phone because it's about a desire. I desire a phone. Now, I've prayed, Father, Father, give me a phone. And then I, I specifically say, maybe give me an iPhone 14 Pro Max. Do you have Pro Max? Okay, iPhone 14 Pro Max. iPhone 14 Pro Max. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now, what happens is that tomorrow, tomorrow, the guy comes again to pray again. Give me iPhone 14 Pro Max. Next time he comes again, tomorrow next, give me, I, but that is not what the Bible says. You pray it once and then move on to Thanksgiving. <laughs> that's, what the, that's what the Bible says. You see, when you pray the prayer of faith, he said, believe that you have received it. So now what you now do is, thank you that I have it. Thank you that I have my healing. Thank you that I have my healing. Thank you that I have my... That, you see, the, the symptoms may even be worse. But thank you that your word is sure. Because you will not lie. Your word is sure. Thank you for my healing. Thank you that I have this job. But what happens is that a Christian uses the prayer of faith. Prays for maybe a job. When he's done praying for the job, the next day he prays for the job again. What you, when you do that, you question the integrity of God. You question the integrity of God and his word. Because his word has said, whatever you desire, when you pray, believe that. So you have to what? Believe that what? Believe that you have received it. That's the first. After, so you pray just once. There, there was a great revivalist called Smith Wigglesworth, if you have heard his name. He said that, 
I, I, I once read a book and he said, anytime you pray the prayer of faith, you, you ask God for something seven times. It means you ask six times in unbelief. That's what the word says. It says, when you pray, believe that you receive them. Then what? You shall have them. Now, the having them may take months, may take weeks, may take days. Sometimes it may be the next week. Sometimes it may be four months. Sometimes it may be three months. But it will come. So, having them is the manifestation. Having, having is the manifestation of what you have asked for. So, because he says, Oh, can you help me a bit, please? He says, believe that you receive them. That's different. And then you shall have them. So first, you have to believe that I've received it. I've received my healing. I've received my healing in the name of Jesus. So now you move to thanksgiving. That you move to thanksgiving. Oh, thank you that I've received my healing. Thank you that I've received my healing. Thank you that I have this job. Thank you that this offer letter has come. In the name of Jesus. What we mostly do is that we pray about the same thing again. Then that, you see, it, doubts will come in. But that was, that's not the procedure. The procedure is to pray it once. And then believe that you have received it. And then he says you shall have them. The having is the manifestation. You shall see it. You shall have it. That one may take weeks. It may take days. It may, God may even be too kind that the next day you may see it. But it's not always like that. It may take months. You understand? But what you do is that you celebrate that you have it. Oh, thank you. That You don't go and pray it again. Because the moment you pray, God heard you. Now, what this also tells us, it tells us the readiness of God to help us. It shows us that God is ready and willing to help. You can see, God is ready and willing to help. God is ready and willing to help. Hallelujah. You can see because yeah, it's a God thing. Jesus said, when you desire anything. And when you pray, he said, believe that you have received it. Believe, believe, believe. So you, you prayed about maybe your house rent. You prayed about it. Or you prayed you are looking for a place. Now the next thing you do is to thank God for it. Not to go back again and pray the same thing. If it's prayer of faith you are doing, then it's once. Then you now move on to a believing that you have received it. Oh, thank you that I've received this. Thank you that I've received it. And he says, you shall have them. That's when it manifests. I think I want to close. Next week, we continue. So that's, that's that. We are not done with the prayer.